Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, starring Sean Daly. Ty, start accepting my trades, you bumbling Pat Smith. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. Joe Flacco eats pineapples on pizza. Joe Flacco eats pineapples, period. Yeah. Sounds like a good guy to me. <laughs> Here we go. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, your biggest and best podcast for all things Jaguars football, presented by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. My name is Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for the show, overseeing your hosts, Sean Daly and Pat Smith. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. Wait, wait. Just Sean Daly today, ladies and gentlemen. No Pat Smith. Our famous co-host is in Denver as we speak. Enemy territory. He he is he's behind enemy lines. He's gearing up. He's on tour right now, and it's called the Minshew Mania Tour 2019, and he's got front row seats. He is following that Minshew frenzy, preparing for our upcoming game against the Broncos. So, he's not here in the studio with us, but... Uh, maybe we'll still hear from him. A little sneak peek for later. Devin Mabe is with us, though, our facts and stats man. Today is Friday, September 27th, and oh my god, we have one hell of an episode for you guys. Previously on Duval Hot Takes, earlier in the week, we dropped a little news snippet about Jalen Ramsey. little appetizer regarding his desire to be traded and the trash deals that were being proposed. Since then, holy sh**. A lot has happened with him. So obviously, we're going to get into that for you guys. But we're not spending too much time on it because what we care about is football. Football! What we care and about gentlemen. is Jaguars football. And after that win against the Titans, we are hungry for more. So the main topic of the day is Jaguars at Broncos. But, okay, first, let's let's do our diligence and bring everyone up to speed on Jalen. Share our takes on that. So, Sean, yep. you want to quickly catch us up on this week's headlines? God, uh, Jalen Ramsey, I can I don't even remember his name sometimes. He's just so not relevant and Duval. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I, I opened the newspaper. Wait a minute. God, nobody, t- nobody opens newspapers anymore. Speaking of newspapers, let me just, before I get into Jalen... Mm. What are, Eugene Frenette? Ooh. Okay, well, let's go. Uh, I got something for Eugene Frenette. Oh, okay, God. Eugene Frenette, who works in a dying industry. Okay, <laughs> uh, he's an eight-track repairman. Okay, you're pushing something that was relevant in 1919. You understand? It is now 2019. Eugene, 
Get it together, man. Eugene has a special a section of his basement dedicated to Jalen Ramsey. He's got voodoo <laughs> dolls that he stabs. I don't know. This man loathes Jalen Ramsey. I, I, the conspiracy theory, Eugene Frenette got Jalen Ramsey sick. <laughs> got him sick. He had the flu, and he made out with Jalen Ramsey. So if you don't know what we're talking about, just, just look this man up on Twitter, because he hates Jalen Ramsey to such a degree that he's on Twitter saying... Gosh, where does the drama stop? First, he had the quote-unquote flu. Yeah. Then he had quote-unquote back problems. And now his girl's quote-unquote pregnant. Oof. Eugene Frenette tweets from a rotary phone. <laughs> he takes yeah. pictures from a f***ing Motorola Razor. Eugene Frenette <laughs> sits on his front porch with, with a rocking chair with, with some straw hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> And he gets angry at the kids for riding their bikes down the road. You know what I mean? He's like, damn, kids, get off those bikes. Stop getting sick and getting people getting pregnant and everything. Just play football. <laughs> just play football. Just play football. All right, so, so. so ice cold takes coming from Eugene Frenette. <laughs> but just to bring you all up to speed, yeah, that, that all did happen. Jalen did get sick. And that's when the journalists started losing their ever-loving minds. Yeah. It did evolve into, okay, he actually has the flu. He's been to the team doctor. Mm -hmm. He's throwing up. He needs IVs. Then after that, back problems. His back hurts. Then after that, congratulations, kid yeah. number two. Kid yeah. number two's on the way. Oh, yeah, man. So that's, that's when we got the confirmation that he will not be in Denver playing against the Broncos. Sean, what do you think about that? How but do you think that affects us? If he here, Here's what it comes down to. The guy asked for a trade, okay? He asked for a trade. He didn't ask for the trade in the public's eye either. He did it behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. Somehow it leaked. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was from his people. He said it was from the team yeah, side. Yeah, he said it wasn't him. It was, it was, he said it was from the team side. But I don't understand why the team would. So there's just there's weird stuff behind the scenes. Who knows? If the trade request doesn't happen, this isn't even news. Exactly. We're, we're bummed out that Jalen's not playing, but we're happy for him. He's having a kid, and we hope that he gets better. The flu sucks, man. The flu sucks. It's not fun. Football's <laughs> a job, okay? And if you're telling me you wouldn't call out of work if you had the flu because you're just so dedicated to your job and you never ask for a raise and you'd never ask if you could get traded to a better company that would treat you better and you'd do a lot more winning at that company, I bet you'd ask for a trade too. And this is a man after all his years on the team. I think this is the first game that he's missing. He's, would, and he still he still might not miss the game. He could show up. <laughs> yeah. He could show up baby halfway in through the, arm. Halfway through the fourth quarter. He might have the, his newborn in his right arm and swatting passes with his left. You know what I'm Jalen's dedicated. All right. Joe Flacco's going to be like, is he holding the fucking baby? He's going to get sacked in Gawkway. It's like, oh, it's a distraction. <laughs> no, man. Michael Jordan had a flu game. Maybe Jalen can have a flu you game. Know. You never know with you this man. You don't know. You don't know. He's crazy, man. Uh, so who takes his place? Oh, Trey Herndon. Easy. Trey Herndon. Oh, man. That guy has been an absolute stud as a as a backup cornerback in the league when he comes in the games in the preseason and against the Chiefs earlier in the season and against the Titans. The guy, whenever his number's called, steps up and performs. And I'm excited to see Trey Herndon to go up against Emmanuel Sanders, to go up against Cortland Sutton. The Broncos, they don't have any great players, but they have a lot of good players. Emmanuel Sanders is good. Cortland Sutton's good. I, I can't wait to see how Trey Herndon matches up against them, especially with A.J. Bouye on the other side. It's going to be a fun matchup. Trey Herndon's going to step up. The safeties are going to have to play better. All right, you're not going to have Jalen over there, so it's not an island. You know what I'm saying? You can't just trust it. So people are going to have to help out. It's going to be help out defense. Mm. 
everybody steps up. When you lose a big cognitive defense like Jalen Ramsey, it needs to be a collective unit that comes together. Can't just be Trey Herndon, who I expect to play well, but it's got to be, you know, Josh Allen. Quincy Williams. Mm. Quincy Williams is the name I'm pushing. When we get into the game a little later, you know, we're still I, I don't want to bury the lead too much. We'll talk we'll continue talking about Jalen. Quincy Williams, sneak preview. That's my guy. I need to have a big game. I think he will. But when it comes to Jalen, here's my final take on it. Jalen Ramsey is the best player on this defense. Jalen Ramsey is the best player on this team. As long as he is on this team, he makes this team better. I do not want him to get traded. I don't want him to get the flu. I'm happy he's having a baby. I do not want him to have a baby every week. (laughs) Because I need him to play. (laughs) Please slow down. (laughs) I don't think it's scientifically possible. But I hope that he'll be back next week. And if Jalen gets traded, we will not get the right amount back. We will not get proper value back because proper value doesn't exist. When you have a top three player at a position, the value does not exist. Ask the Raiders. Khalil Mack goes to the Bears, and now the Bears have the number one defense in the league. Khalil Mack has made them a juggernaut. They're irrelevant. And the, the Oakland Raiders have a bunch of picks, and they're still irrelevant. And they, those picks will not add up to be a transcendent talent like Khalil Mack at mm-hmm. his position. Top three at his position in the league. Okay. And if you trade Jalen Ramsey for a bunch of picks that might not pan out, or Hayden Hurst that can't keep his foot out of a cast, who <laughs> knows? All right? So you got to try to keep Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, dude, it, it, it'll get really awkward because the Jaguars, I don't think they'll, they'll trade him. And if he wants to be pissed off... He can be pissed off. Now, don't forget, Shad Khan has been very present lately. Yeah. He, he's been showing up at practice. Yeah. After coming out and saying he wants to pay him. He's flexing the mustache. And also, don't forget, Jalen Ramsey said, as long as I'm here, I am a Jaguar. Yes, exactly. He, he said, as long as I'm here, you can count on same Jalen. He has Jaylen. to be, you know, somewhat professional. Like, he's not the most professional guy out there. Obviously, he, le- he lets the curse words fly in the press conferences and stuff like that. He's he's an emotional guy. He's very emotionally driven. He is professional, and he understands he has to have somewhat a good relationship with this team. Even if he goes to another team, no team's going to want you if you you sh** on the team that you're on. If you Mm -hmm. absolutely boom, like Antonio Brown, this whole thing, nobody's going to want you, and then you're going to be out of the league. And he doesn't want that. Nobody wants that. Jalen's smart. He's not. He's very, very smart. He's very, very calculated. Plus, I'm sure his agent's whispering in his ear, hey, hey, hey. Oh, actually, calm well, down yeah. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, you know? no. Well, I, Jalen strikes me as a guy that would tell his agent to shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> if his agent was like, this is what's best for you, Jalen would be like, this is what's best. Shut up. Shut up. All right? What's best for me is to keep having babies and making plays. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Devin, what do you think about Jalen Ramsey? I think we really need to try to make sure he stays here in Jacksonville. Yeah, that's good. Yep. That's right. good. Thank All you. Right. I Devin. Think, I like to think, my, my hope is that most of the core fans of the Jaguars feel the same way. Twitter does not back me up on that because all I see are these Jacksonville journalists who keep on him. Journalists cover the team. Okay, and the team is a 53-man roster and then a bunch of coaches. I don't know exactly how many, but I would say probably around 20 coaches. Mm. Okay, Jalen Ramsey is one player. 
He's the biggest player, but the journalists think of it as a, a, in a whole. They're, they're there all the time, and they see what kind of effect it could have. Players have to answer questions about Jalen Ramsey and stuff like that, and it's kind of, they look at it as being a distraction. Yeah. Like Michael DeRocco, I saw, the guy, I can't stand Michael DeRocco. On ESPN, he's the Jaguars analyst for ESPN, uh-huh. and Michael DeRocco wrote a whole article saying it's time to move on from Jalen Ramsey for whatever you can get. He said his talent is not worth the headache, and all these things, and some of that, there is some validity to that. He is a huge headache, but his talent is huge. And it, it comes down to talent, man. Unless you're the Patriots and you have the best quarterback of all time, mm-hmm. you 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 need pieces everywhere. You can't – and look, Patrick Mahomes, if you have that transcendent guy, which we might in Minshew, you know what I mean? Who knows? Who knows? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have that guy, you got to try to keep talent everywhere you can, especially in a small market like here. If Jacksonville lets their best player go – I mean, that, that's that's hard to come back. We're, we're not the big market team with all the money. We have no money. I, I, I've been saying that. We, yeah. we can't go out and get another Jalen Ramsey. It's our catchphrase. That's it. We still have no money. It's, like, it's, it's not growing on trees. We got to try to keep them. So Michael DeRocco, Eugene Frenette, I got tickets for you, okay? 425 kickoff, Denver, Colorado. That's the game I'm going to be watching. You don't get to watch the game because you shit on the team so much. You can go to the Rocks Museum. I got tickets. You can start kicking. Kick all the rocks. Kick them down the hill. Kick them in the air. I don't care where you kick them. I just know you need to kick them because I'm tired of people shit on this team. I'm tired of people shit on Jalen Ramsey. I am critical of this team. I'm very critical of this team, but at the end of the day, I hope they win the rest of their games, and I don't care how they do it, mm-hmm. all right? But it seems with these negative articles and these negative ads, it just seems like they- It feels like they lost faith already. Yeah. It's and, like, and all because of this one guy. They're annoyed. They're mm-hmm. annoyed by him, and mm-hmm. he's because he's he's flashy, and I, I get annoyed by him too, but I'm st- he still wears the colors, and I, I still recognize his talent, and I don't want him to leave. Yeah. So- it, there has to be a, a balancing act. All I right. cannot wait until this whole whatever gets resolved. I hope Jalen comes back and he gives the vote of confidence, and there's no more trade talks. Or if we do trade him, I hope it's to a really bad team <laughs> and for a bunch of really good picks. Or I just I don't know. I just I want us to be able to focus on the good stories on this team. I hope we can focus more on Jalen's play on the field once he's back yeah. and Gardner Minshew and hopefully Leonard Fournette gets together. And we could focus on football. Am I right, Devin? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Speaking of Gardner Minshew, I love hearing his name because uh, lately everybody's been likening him to Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. I much want to bet I can throw football over the mountains. <laughs> throw football over the mountains. That's Uncle Rico. He's- well, now... Uncle Rico has been spotted in Jacksonville. Oh my! The God. real Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico in the nine oh four. You know, I heard, I heard that he could have gone state. That's what I heard. I heard that Uncle Rico could have gone Man, state. If coach had just put him in. If he would have just put him in. <laughs> I saw some stats on ESPN. Uncle Rico threw three passes in high school for a total of four yards. Okay. What? Yeah. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was really impressive. Was, was no, I just completely <laughs> made that up. You cannot trust me. I'm throwing out fake stats. No. Uncle Rico is the man. I got a fun little little movie trivia for you, since we're bringing up Uncle Rico. Okay. Napoleon Dynamite, right? There's a big scene where Uncle Rico is eating a steak on the uh, on the front porch of the trailer with Napoleon. He's out there, and okay. he takes huge bites. Uncle Rico is a huge... The guy, the actor that plays him. I forget. Devin, look up his name. If it's Rico, it's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, he, he, you see him take a huge bite of steak. He's a huge vegetarian, completely against it. He argued with the director the entire time. Like, no I don't want to really? do this. They said, you need to do it. You're a Texas guy. You need to eat the steak. 
And he goes, he goes, I'm not eating it. And he's like, all right. So you're his eating name it. Is, his name is John Grease. John Grease. Okay, John Grease or Grice. Grice. John Grice. Something right. like that. He takes a huge bite of the steak, uh-huh. never swallows it. You see him, if you watch the movie again, he'll take the napkin, put it over his head. Every time he takes a bite, he'll put it in the napkin oh. and throw it every time. So he's taking these huge obnoxious bites of steak, and he's just... And you see him take... And at one point, he improvised throwing the rest of the steak... At Napoleon, do you remember that? Oh scene? yeah, yeah, I do remember him, that. He goes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just because he didn't want to get rid of the steak. He, he couldn't do it anymore. He had oh, he went and gosh. threw up. He puked and everything. So he's a huge vegetarian. He never eats meat. And so you can see from the photos. I'm gonna have to watch that scene again. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And they they couldn't keep shooting and reshooting. They probably couldn't mm. even afford another cut of steak. That movie was, oh, so, God, low was so low budget. Low budget. <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure they shot it on a like one of those old like old little handy cams. The handy cams. <laughs> yeah, from, from like 1997, you know, the one with the date in the bottom left corner. But you were about to say he's 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 looking a little skinny, huh? Yeah, he's in the pictures with Minshew. He, he makes Minshew look like a Greek god. <laughs> well, Min, not Min, that hard. Oh yeah, no, Minshew looks like a Greek god no matter where. But next to Rico, uh, Minshew was excited to take those pictures. And that, that's I got another conspiracy theory. I think that's another reason Shad Khan's more present is because that Minshew stash is uh, starting to get to him. <laughs> and we called it early. You think he's feeling Pat? the pressure? Pat and I called it as soon as Minshew got drafted. We, as soon as he got drafted, he said, whoa, whoa. we said, hey, Shad Khan's mustache is on alert. This is before <laughs> he even got his start. And now he's starting. The Khan mustache is every time he goes to sleep. Shad Khan goes to sleep at night. His mustache is like, Shad. Shad. Take a selfie. Take a selfie. <laughs> Sign some autographs. They're laughing at you, Wear Shad. Wear short shorts. They're laughing at you, Shad. <laughs> Your mustache. They don't like me as much anymore. That's what his mustache would sound like if it were a person. It's very sinister. It's a, he's a, it looks he like a sinister mustache. Went and robbed banks in the 1930s. Sean Conn looks like a Bond villain. Let's come on. If you were to, <laughs> and he twirls the mustache. Yes. Jalen thinks he'll be traded. <laughs> no, says I. No. All right, so that is uh, that's enough, I think, about Jalen Ramsey and about Garner Minshew and all, all the all the fun stuff. Yeah. Now it's time to get into good heart gridiron. That's it. We're gonna we're gonna do some some football analysis. We're gonna break down some X's and some O's, and that will be right after our brief break. We're gonna take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. Your Duval hot takes will be right back. Do not spit out your drink. All right, welcome back to your Duval Hot Takes. Thank you for your patience. We have returned. We spent the first half of the episode talking about, you know, Jalen Ramsey, Gardner Minshew, all the fun stuff, the news. Now it's time to talk about our upcoming game. If you uh, forgot about that, that's actually a thing that's happening. The Jaguars do still play football. (laughs) They do still play football. So specifically, this is the Jacksonville Jaguars at Denver Broncos this Sunday, the 29th, 425 p.m., now, as I mentioned before, we have uh, one man down, but I think we got twice the takes here. Yeah. Because Sean is ready to go. Sean, what worries you coming into week four? What worries me has nothing to do with this Jacksonville Jaguars team and more with the feeling of the fan base. The Jacksonville Jaguars, this is a must-win game for the Jaguars. This is the kind of game where you look back on you say, they got it together on this week and this game. Mm. Whereas in the past, you ask one out of every two Jaguar fans, and I'll tell you, 
they win the games. Sometimes they win the games they're not supposed to, and they lose the games they're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? And this is a game that they are not supposed to lose. The Denver Broncos are 0-3. They have a quarterback that is washed. He cannot throw it downfield accurately. The whole offense is dink and dunk to the running backs. They either they live and die by Philip Lindsay. Okay, they are susceptible. Okay? What worries me is their defense. Their defense is very, very good. They have okay. a great base defense. Their scheme is good. They have a good pass rush, even though that defense has not yielded any sacks yet. They have Bradley Chubb, who's a great pass rusher. They have Von Miller, who's one of the best pass rushers in the league, and they haven't gotten to the quarterback yet. I do not want to be the game that gets those guys mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Because it is not a matter of if, it's a matter of when those guys are going to get going. And we just have to make sure it's not this week. Last week, the Jacksonville Jaguars offensive line gave up no sacks to Gardner Minshew. This week, that number needs to stay the same. The Green Bay Packers, who played Denver last week, they got really lucky on a couple turnovers from the Denver because the Broncos played the game that they want to play. The way the Broncos want to play, if it goes exactly how they want, they want to run it down your throat. They want to double the time of possession. They want to win the same way Doug Marone wants to win. Doug Marone is looking at Vic Fangio in the mirror like that Spider-Man meme. <laughs> and they're like, you, you, me, me, we're yeah. the same guy. We want to win the same way. We want to outboard the other guy. Okay, that that can that that's all fun and games. But when Aaron Rodgers comes in and makes some things happen, on a, so one guy jumps off sides and Aaron Rodgers says, I got a free play. I'm going to throw 55 yards down the field. I'm going to get a touchdown on the first drive. And then that kind of, you know, opens the game up at that point. We need something like that. We need long developing plays, and in order for that to happen, Minshew's got to have time, right? On the offensive side of the ball, most importantly, other than Minshew's pocket presence, which I'll, I'll get into later, Leonard Fournette's got to get going. Yeah. We got to get going. Yeah, he's got to get going. I'm done with it. I'm done with 66 yards. We have to get Leonard Fournette going. They have to respect the play action. They can't just think Leonard Fournette's going to rush for 42 yards every week. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette's got to got to beat Leonard Fournette. We need to see Lenny again this week. I'm done calling Lenny's big game. This is the one. I'm not going to call it. The Broncos have been uh, good against the run. All right. I don't want, I'm not calling it this week. That, that maybe, you know, in so facto, it will happen because I'm not calling it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. A little counter. You know what I mean? There, there we go. <laughs> Get Leonard Fournette going. Minshew's pocket presence. Long developing plays with D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Chark. Their base defense is good. They're not going to give it to you. When you watch tape on Minshew... Minshew is, has been really good on his first read. The play that's called, he sees the guy, he, he, he reads the coverage pre-snap. Minshew's very good pre-snap, and he's like, boom, boom, that's my guy, he's open. When it I works, it works. When it works, it works. I want to see how he is when the play breaks down, because it's going to break down this week. Mm-hmm. The, the Broncos' base defense is not going to give you your first read. You're going to have to go to your second read. We're going to see what Minshew is made of this week. And I'm really excited I'm because this is going to be the game. They're 0-3. We should beat them. And that's this is the matchup to watch. Gardner Minshew in the pocket against Denver's pass rush and their secondary, which is very underrated. But they are without a couple starters. Kareem Jackson, not there. Uh, they have another cornerback that's down on the injury report. Devin, what was his name? Bryce Callahan. Bryce Callahan from the Cowboys. He's a, he, he's a good player, too, and they're, they're missing those two guys. So they are susceptible. Maybe DJ Chark can get open. D.D. Westbrook can actually catch the ball this week. All right? That'll be nice. That'll be fun. They're also, on the offense side of the ball, they're missing Jawan James, their big tackle they got from Miami. He's not he, he's not walking through that door. So maybe the Jaguars pass rush can go and have another four-plus sack day. Mm. That'd be fun. 
Saxonville. Uh, Saxonville. I hope <laughs> Saxonville came out on the plane. I hope the Jaguars took Saxonville with them to Denver. All right? Let's take Saxonville on the road. Let's do a road tour with them. All right? Not just in London. Let's take it to Denver, too. Now, the Broncos are missing some of their key players, but we're missing at least one of ours, too. Yeah. We, we're, we're still down Miles Jack. Yeah, and as of right now, he could get cleared uh, through the concussion protocol before Sunday. He is full participation. We see him for Wednesday and Thursday, but, you know. We, He'll we, have another meeting with an outside doctor that's not from any NFL or any team. The outside consultant will, will clear him for the game. I think he'll be good to go. Okay. I, if It's his first concussion. I think he'll be good to go, okay. if I had to guess. But if he's not... Quincy Williams. Let me tell you right now, the Denver Broncos throw 33% of their passes to the running backs. Their wide receivers don't catch it. Noah Fant, he fumbled the ball last week. So mm-hmm. I think they're, they're not going to trust Noah Fant. It's going to be a lot of Phillip Lindsay and a lot of Royce Freeman. Joe Flacco cannot throw the ball accurately down the field. I will repeat myself. Joe Flacco cannot throw the ball accurately down the field. <laughs> not against Trey Herndon. Not against A.J. Bouye. Not against Jabba the Hutt. Not against Gene Frenette. Okay? He can't <laughs> throw it on anybody. But he can dink and dunk with the best of them. Joe, Joe Flacco needs to sign a contract with Dunkin' Donuts because he's dinking and dunking better than anybody out there. And in order for that to not hurt the Jaguars, we need linebackers that can cover. Miles Jack is one of the best linebackers in coverage in the NFL. And if he plays, that's huge. But if not, Quincy Williams was brought on this team to be a versatile linebacker in our scheme. And he's been that way so far. I'm going to need a 13-tackle day from Quincy Williams because those running backs are going to be catching balls. I would say I would put the over-under on receptions from running backs in this game against the Jaguars and their their scheme at 10. I think Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman add up together to around 12 catches at some point through through halfback screens, through halfback outs, flats. They're going to be moving them everywhere to try to get those because the Jaguars cornerbacks are too good. They don't want to throw it outside. Yeah. Joe Flacco can't throw it outside. Yeah. So they're going to try to eat you up in the middle or no fan. But like I said, he fumbled last week. That lo- that might have lost them the game. Because the Broncos script last week, run the ball, time of possession, they did all that stuff last week. If they didn't turn the ball over twice, they could have won that game. But they turned the ball over, and their defense not making any turnovers. So that's not a recipe for success for them. That's why they're 0-3. They're one of the more uh, talented 0-3 teams other than at the quarterback position. Which, that's the key for the Jaguars too. The main key is make Joe Flacco beat you. Stack the box on Phillip Lindsay. Make sure they can't run it because they're run, run, pass. Run, run, pass. Like mm-hmm. I said, Doug Marone. That's the Doug Marone school of football. Yeah. Run, run, pass. You Philip Lindsay up the middle. Philip Lindsay up the middle. Slightly more to the right this time. And then Joe Flacco on a little halfback screen. That's what you're going to see all day. Do not let that beat you, Jacksonville. The defense is, is better than that. I, I don't think they will. I'm not worried about defense side of the ball. I'm worried about Minshew. Okay. I'm worried about Minshew. I, I, they've got two weeks of tape on him now. Yeah. And he's going up against a very talented defense. I'll be it. They're they're missing starters, but that's gonna be that's gonna be the thing to watch. All eyes on him. I, I, Minshew in the pocket when the play breaks down. Can he be imaginative? Can he be that Aaron Rodgers gunslinger type? Well, we've seen him scramble at least once or twice. Oh, yeah. With, he, he makes plays yeah. with his legs. Yeah. But I, I need to see those eyes downfield. Okay. I want to see those eyes downfield because when your first read's not there, and I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be a lot of times in this game that his first read's not going to be there. He needs to find a second read. And I have yet to see that from him. It's a one knock on him. And I'm excited. To, I, I'm excited to see it on Sunday. But uh, that's my take. I don't think I have it. So excitement and uh, and confidence all together for you, huh? Yeah. All De- right. Hold on. Devin, what do you think? 
I think that this is going to be a big game for the Jaguars, but I think we come away with some interesting takes for our next episode on Minshew. Yeah, mm, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, good that stuff. That was a middle-of-the-road statement. You say, <laughs> that you was very said, safe. You said interesting. I mean, you didn't say... Oh, we, well, I think they'll be positive. At least positive? I hope they will be. Good, 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 good. <laughs> positive. Positivity from Devin, everybody. Positivity was in our season prediction as well. Now, if, if you want to hear score predictions, you can go back and listen to one of our previous episodes. But just a spoiler alert, Sean and Pat both had this as our second W. Yep. I'm you sticking. St- you I'm, still, you still I'm feel sticking that way, with huh? it. I'm sticking with it. Uh, I like uh, Jacksonville to come away with a win. Well, I would say this this will be a two-score victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, that's your take. That's your take. And oh, I love no. you, Sean. Oh, no. I love you, but I we're he, missing a man. I know. He's he's, he's not here. Thank he's God. He's not here. Thank God. But we've got a little something called the Duval Hotline. Son of a bitch. So let's get Pat on the phone from Denver and hear his takes. Oh, my God. Here we go. Pat Smith, are you there, buddy? Oh, alive and well, Taylor. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Good to hear from you. We miss you here in Jacksonville. Dude, how's Denver? It's, uh, you know, I tell you what, um, I'm, I'm displeased. I'm honestly displeased. Oh! I, I get out of the airport, it looks like a fucking desert, okay? Area 51 type shit, man, okay? I get, I, it's a good thing we got an Uber because we would have needed a fucking Jeep to, to get over <laughs> the fucking Sahara Desert to get to the hotel, man. There's absolutely nothing within a 50-mile span of the, of the airport. You would think this thing was covered in, in nuclear waste. Okay? Where are the mountains? Yeah, well, yeah. It, it was plains and, and dirt. That's all it was around. <laughs> there. Well, they got one thing that we don't have. How high are you, Pat? Yeah, how high are you? <laughs> Approximately 5,279 feet. Another thing I'm very displeased about. <laughs> So, All right. Oh, very, I'll tell you what, mile high, mile high city, bullshit. I'm at 5279. It's supposed to be 5280. Okay. Oh, so that's mile man. high. You need to take a step to your left. False <laughs> advertising. Bullshit. All right. So, so Pat, Jaguars at Broncos, we got some questions for you. Are you ready? Hooey, let's go. If you had to pick one player to watch from the Jacksonville Jaguars side of the football, Pat, what is that player's name? It's Josh Allen. It's time to eat, okay? We got a right tackle out for Denver, okay? They're they're hurt on the line. We have a healthy defensive line. We have a healthy secondary defensive line. This is the time for Josh Allen to show you what you got at pick six, okay? He's going to come out. This is a game to beast out. Go get you some sacks, big son. He got two sacks last week. He got two sacks last week. You want him to get three? If it's a 16-week season, Sean, I want to see it every week, baby. And this week <laughs> is a time to eat. So Calais Campbell was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week last week, and now you're saying Josh Allen is going to be AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, my dog Drake said it best. I'm saying back to back. What? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, very fitting, too, because Von Miller is his comparison, and him to show up Von Miller like that, that'd be pretty awesome. Ooh. Yeah, wait. Maybe it's time Von Miller finds a, a shadow to live in for a little while, sweetheart, because ah, no takeaways, yeah. no sacks, nothing to show for this year. Von Miller, Chubb, listen, guys, you all played, man. All right, it's time for a new kid to step up, and that new kid's Josh Allen. Let's see it, 4-1, baby. I got nothing for you. I'll see you at Tribal Council. All right. So the biggest the biggest key to victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars, what do they have to do in order to win this football game? Pat Smith, go. Very similar to what you do with the Titans. Get up early on offense and eat on defense. 
I mean, that's got to be the playbook for the rest of the year. This is a defense that is missing their corners, okay, and a DB in the back, okay, so, so the aerial attack is there, all right, they're hurting on defense. Take advantage of that, Minshew, go find your boy Chark, give, you, give Didi some love, you know, and get down the field, make those plays count on offense. We need to not take our foot off the pedal. Keep it down on their throat. Keep scoring off offense. We need – if it's mile high, the scoreboard's got to be high, okay? Got to be high all day. Yeah, all right. Good stuff. Speaking of the scoreboard. So, so Sean had, uh, had us at the W here, and he's, he's keeping to that. Do you, you say so as well? Absolutely. Listen, I've got a big, big, bold take for you, boys. Joe Flacco, okay? Because this is going to be the last game. No, this is going to be the last game he plays. Someone needs to telegraph this man. Get get, get a fucking Gene Fournette to send a fucking letter hand mail. Okay, get it out today because you're going to need to get there in time, all right? You need to let him know he's not playing this whole game, okay? He's not. We're putting him out? We're putting him out of his misery. Fucking Flacco gets benched. And they put in whatever ass hat that's ready to play. I know Drew Locke was supposed to be hurt. I don't give a shit who it is. If you got a third grade teacher on that bench that can throw a football, put her or him in because that is your best opportunity to win at quarterback. Huh, I right. like it. Hot. Good stuff. All right. Thank I'm gonna you. I'm gonna hit you with my score prediction and then you come back with yours. All right. My score prediction for the game 31 Jaguars, 17 Broncos. What do you think, Pat? What did I have at the beginning of the year? 34 14. 34 14. Yeah. That's what you had. 37 14. Not 37, so you're going up three points. <laughs> I feel good, boys. Because you know why I feel good? If the Denver Broncos are as half intelligent as the people that live in fucking Denver, let me tell you something about this clown across the, across the hallway in my hotel. He spent 30 minutes trying to figure out how to open a fucking sliding glass door, okay? <laughs> a little, sa- little safety bar on the one side, okay? Couldn't figure it out. He might have been high off of his ass, okay? But I watched his poor soul take 30 minutes to, to find the safety bar. He found it, boy. He found the safety bar. He lifted the safety bar. He was like, you know what? This might actually do it. This might actually work. And then he puts the safety bar back in place and he goes back to opening the door. I tell you what, if he's if the if the offense is half as intelligent as this poor man is, we are in for a fucking field day Sunday, and I'm gonna have a good fucking time letting the city of Denver know who the fuck runs Mile High Stadium. It's gonna be a good time. If they'll be lucky if we walk away 37-14. They will be fucking lucky if we come out of that that high. Hey, I hope we get the win, and I hope you take a victory lap on one of those little e-scooters that they had. Have you seen any of those? Did you mean those little scooters? Oh, yeah. We're going downtown. We're going to catch some birds tonight, <laughs> baby. We're going to catch some birds. We're going to be flying in style. All right. Well, we're running out of time here. So, Pat, we're going to go ahead and say goodbye to you. Hope you have a good time in Denver. Hey, absolutely, boys. Hey, hold it down for me in Jacksonville, okay? I know there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Uh, but I, I trust that you guys can get the job done. Devin, looking at you, buddy. Hey! <laughs> I won't let you down. <laughs> hey, also, tell me how much beer is and how much parking is when you get back, all right? We'll compare. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So that was Pat Smith. Good to hear from him. He is gone but not forgotten. Never. We, we Never. hear his spirit in the walls here. He will return to us after this Broncos game. We are feeling good. 
We are feeling the hype. Yeah. We are feeling the Minshew mania. Minshew. We'll see if everything comes to pass the way we're we're hoping. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your Duval Hot Takes podcast. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator for the show. Sean Daly, host. Pat Smith, co-host, helped us out as well there towards the end. Thank you, Pat. And Devin May of our Facts and Stats man. Say goodbye, Dev. Goodbye. All right. We will see you all next week after this game. We will recap. Until then, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Duval Hot Takes. Share your takes with us. We love hearing from you. Until next time, guys. Take care. Joe Flacco can't open a sliding glass door either.